0: now the cleanest hour in podcasting with your host ralph peterson this is the housekeepers podcast hello everyone welcome to the housekeepers podcast i am your host (laughs) ralph peterson and you know what we're having an international show today you're coming katia you're coming from all the way from southern france is that right yes Southern France, and so we have a little technical difficulty, so it took us a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Katia. I'm so excited to have you on.
1: Thank you so much, uh, Ralph. I'm really, really exciting to do this interview with
0: you. Me too. Can you, are you on a tablet or a phone?
1: This is a phone.
0: Can you turn the phone sideways? Yeah. Oh, perfect. Look at that. See, that's a better picture. I like it. Good. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Do you have to hold the phone or can you set it down?
1: No, no. I have this, but don't worry. Don't worry. I will take care.
0: Okay, good. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> so how do you, I apologize. Is it ciabatti? Ciabatti. 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 It's Chabati. the C that sounds like a CH to me. I keep getting it wrong. I'm going to get worry. it right.
1: Don't worry. Everybody in France uh, say siabati. In, in English siabati, but actually it's ciabatti, cha cha cha.
0: Because you're Italian, is it right? Exactly, it's
1: exactly. Italian.
0: Right, right. And so let's just get into it because I know that you're, when we talked, gosh, it seems like we talked months ago at this point, but when we talked, you were talking about how you wanted to create a standard for the cleaning industry in Italy.
1: Exactly. After more than 30 years, I am in a, a special period in which I need to give it back to new talents. Everything I have learned during my experience in the housekeeping department and the hotel industry, you know. So I I will be grateful if my project will be approved, soon I will meet the director of the hotel school in Monaco and after the prime minister of the Monaco Principality, because our project is to define a special professional study path to become a housekeeper. Today, today, in almost Europe, hotel school, There is not a path to do that. In fact, they studied reception and housekeeping together, but there is no way to have a special path, study path.
0: And you know what's so interesting about this for people who don't know, because it's not like that in the United States. When, in order to get the director position or to become the executive housekeeper position, you have to start at the bottom in a hotel that you want to work your way up into. But let's say that you work your way all the way up to the top spot. It's not as easy to just transfer from one job to the next and keep that position. If you take another position, you lose all your credentials. You lose all your time and service. And you literally, you kind of have to start all over again in the next hotel. Exactly. Which exactly. is maddening if you spend consider. You know, imagine how long it takes you to work up the chain to finally get to the executive housekeeper position and then to lose all your status or you're not, you know, it's not transferable to the next. It's definitely something that needs to be talked about because I totally see where you're coming from. And I really appreciate that you want to take everything you've learned over your years of service and pass it on to someone else. So if, if you don't mind, let's go back to the beginning. Where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in Florence, where I was born almost a century ago. I'm joking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, holy moly, you look great.
1: <laughs> Actually, no problem. I was born in 1967. It's for that I'm joking with you. And I was born in Florence. You know, there is, uh, uh, this city is one of the capital of the for the art, for the beauty for uh, the spirit of renaissance and uh, innovation and uh, it's a really meeting point for different cultures all over the world and when so you did ha- you
0: did you grow up there sure yeah so what was it like growing up there
1: wonderful <laughs> wonderful just imagine to work uh, every day in a open air museum Have you ever been to Florence, Ralph?
0: I have not. I have not.
1: It's time to come.
0: (laughs) No question. I'm going to pack my bags today.
1: (laughs) It's time to come and you will see, uh, you will tell me and I will do for you Cicerone. You know Cicerone?
0: Of course. Cicerone
1: Cicerone is the guide for for foreign people. And uh, however, the spirit of Florence, when you are born there and when you live there for almost 20 years makes you like a mark you can be everywhere in the world but you will be always a florentine that's for sure
0: Mm -hmm. i like that a lot i like the idea that it's an open air museum like everywhere you look
1: it is it is really in each corner you can see something from the past and you can learn from it and uh, is this spirit that uh, you take with you all over in the world and maybe once i will be back and
0: we'll see we will see the future so you grow up there and you said you live there till you're 20 yeah did you sure. did you work at all as a is i don't and pardon me for not knowing is it common to work as a kid as a teen
1: um I
0: haven't understood.
1: I haven't when, understood your question.
0: When did you get your first job? When did you start working?
1: Oh, it was uh, a century ago again, because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> because after graduation, I attended the hotel school in uh, Florence. After graduation in June 1986, I started in September 1986, the same year as a room attendant. It was a scandal, Ralph, believe me, because after five years, I was supposed to be a concierge. And my spirit of curiosity told me that I should know what was this hotel product. I studied for five years, but nobody told me about rooms. Okay, so I wanted to discover this special department. And uh, f- for the last stage at school, they sent me in the housekeeping department of uh, the hotel Michelangelo that uh, is on, again, Star Hotels own this hotel. It's the only hotel chain, Italian hotel chain, that is still alive. Mm? And uh, I spent there 15 days. There were the best days of my life because I knew how to make a bed with a good sequence of service, how to clean a bathroom in the right way, in the right time also. I've never seen the guest during that experience, but when I closed the door, I was sure that the guest could have good, uh, feel I have worked with, for him on that. Uh, and uh, what else? On that age, imagine that in Italy, to become a room attendant, you should have a qualification. That means you you were obliged to go to the labor office and fix a date to have a sort of examination. And on the date they gave you, you were supposed to clean an hotel room and a bathroom. And the general manager of the hotel and the director of the labor office check your room for you. Is everything was okay, your qualification arrived. And I did this. And that's why now, after more than 30 years, regarding the hotel industry and how, unprofessional employees are higher, imagine that with all the crisis, with the COVID emergency, there is uh, really um, a need to find professional room attendants, valet, porters, equipiers, that's a French word for uh, the male figure, professional figure that works. In the, in, the, in the housekeeping department, because we need really to come back to the old professional of this magnificent work. If, I we don't, if we don't do that, it will be really hard. Because, uh, believe me, for me, after vaccination, the only way to get out of this pandemic is our professional. What we are doing every day in each part of the world, our professionalism, sanitization, disinfectation, all the things, well done—that will help going out of this crisis.
0: You know, it's it's you know you reminded me of. So you have a, a couple of things going on. So first, I really appreciate the struggle that you're talking about, and I love the passion that you have for cleaning and how much you found it. And you're reminding me, especially when you think of like where you grew up and how you kind of grew up in this outdoor fresh air museum where everything is just very, not only beautiful, but old and well-maintained. And a lot of times in the cleaning industry, we think about clean and dirty. And the truth is in the cleaning industry, it's all about care. It's about care of the property, care of the museum, care of the hospital, care of the stadiums, care of the streets, care of the towns, care of the homes, care of the hotels. And it really comes through the way that you're explaining it. And I just truly appreciate and love that you're so knowledgeable and committed to passing it forward. It's really, really wonderful. And let's talk about COVID a little bit, the coronavirus and the pandemic. How has that affected, you know, for you, what, it, what did it look like?
1: Actually, in the French Riviera, during summer, we are not suffering about the lack of tourists.
0: Okay, that's good.
1: Europe is open, and we have guests coming from England, coming from all over Europe. Excellent. Sure, We are missing Americans. We are missing all the other people coming from China and the rest of the world. Arab people, sure, we are losing them. But we are lucky that Europe is open. This is not the same in the art city, like Florence, like Venice or Rome, in which there are um, so many hotels still closed because of the lack of international guests. And that's why it's the right time to see our internal procedure, to have a look that everything, when the pandemic will be uh, finished, that everything will be in uh, the same way that before the pandemic. Because if we don't do that, when the crisis will be finished, we will be at the same point which ancient procedure with products that are not uh, more allowed because of sanification and disinfectation that are changed. Today, a room attendant has spent more time into a hotel room because after cleaning, she has to make a sequence of sanification. This is really, really important for the guests. And uh, if this process is not done, there is a very big problem.
0: So you guys are now cleaning rooms twice. So you're going in and you're cleaning exactly. it once, kind of soap and water kind of thing, changing linens, sweeping, mopping. Then you're going through again with a disinfectant. Yeah. Are you guys using foggers or anything like that or is it just straight yes. disinfectant?
1: Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, foggers. This machine uh, helps us uh, a lot. Most of all, to accelerate the process because the reception is uh, having a problem with guests because check-in time at three o'clock in the afternoon, you can imagine, it's not possible sometimes when you have a 100-room hotel and you have 80 departures and 80 arrival and uh, three o'clock in the afternoon is the check-in time. Sometimes we are really, really in big trouble.
0: What time is check out?
1: It depends. In a five hotel, in a five star hotel, there is no checking out time because guest is our king. Hmm? So is the ability of the executive housekeeper and the assistant and the, all the little angels, as I call them, our inspectors, our. Um housekeeper rooms housekeeper upstairs is the ability to move the personnel from a, a um the second floor to the third or from one suite to another to give the best service we can and to assure that all the procedure, the seconds of service are respected. That's the magic that anyone can see. The guests can not imagine what there is behind the scene, believe me.
0: Oh, I know. I've been working in the housekeeping industry for a long time. <laughs> People are oblivious, which is good. We you know, that is the the entire point of our job. But I'm I was just trying to say I love first of all that there's no checkout time. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think I might abuse that. I would be one of those who stayed later than, than I should have. Yes. But I was just trying to point out that it's not when you have check-ins at 3 p.m. and sometimes checkouts not till 10 a.m. That really reduces your ability to turn over, like you're saying, 80 rooms in five or six hours. It makes it real challenging. Exactly. And there's a lot of room for error.
1: Exactly. Over there, it's uh, how can I explain to you? It's a really team work that can be successful only if everybody is a part of the other one, you know. And that's the more important things when you create a team. Everybody is not alone. Everybody is having the hand of the other one. If someone is uh, in difficulty, we all are with him or we're there. Also, the executive of housekeeper, the director of housekeeper, no worry for to cleaning a room or making a bed.
0: As you were saying?
1: Yes, that's the key for a successful housekeeping department. Being only one team, one team with only one goal. Every day giving the best service we can. mm
0: mm-hmm. percent that's our yeah, point. we need a little bit of that philosophy over here. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we struggle. Are you guys, let me ask you this, are you guys struggling with getting people to work? Mm-mm. During this
1: period, Is very, very hard. I don't know what's happened, but people after lockdown are not available anymore to do this kind of jobs. And I can understand. And I can understand because you get into the private life of each guest. You get in touch with uh, clothes, with everything. And maybe there is someone that is scared about. But uh, okay, it's a dirty job. What we need someone that could do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No question. So, what are people doing if they're not you working? Know,
1: you know in Italy lots of people have received I don't know how to translate government aid money from the government.
0: money from the government government money yeah
1: and in France too and in France too same situation
0: so they're being they're getting money and they don't have to work for it
1: for the moment but right. once we will be obliged work again and i'm asking myself what they will do after
0: yeah we're having the same challenge here in the united states where it's the same thing happened where the because of the lockdown and everything shutting down the government stepped in and and started to help people financially and now we're struggling to get people to go back to work sure sounds like Uh, the same thing happening there
1: Yes, it's happening the same here in Europe. Mm -hmm. But you know, we are also lucky in some way because our seasonal employees are always there and uh, they will help us. Sure, if uh, the percentage of of, uh, room occupied will increase, there will be a problem,
0: serious problem to cover. And what? Where do you get your seasonal employees? Where are they coming from?
1: Uh, Here in the French Riviera, they're coming from all the the village near Monaco, but the most majority of them are coming from Italy because from Liguria, Liguria is the region uh, near French Riviera, lots of Italians every day are coming to work to Monaco. Imagine that, Something like 4,000 persons moving every day, east, est, coming from east and west in Monaco.
0: I live just outside of New York City, so I can imagine <laughs> exactly. people moving in and out of a city exactly. every single day. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm well aware, well equipped.
1: I visited your town in 2003 just to discover New York. One of my best friends lived there. And yes, it's so uh, huge, so important. Everything is big in New York, David. <laughs> David, David, my friend, always seen that to me.
0: That's really great. I'm super, I'm super happy to hear that you were able to come over and see it. That's really wonderful.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, and I appreciated lots of things. I stayed there one month the month of August, 2003, when the blackout came. You remember? The big big blackout. Oh, it was a night where I understood lots of things about uh, uh, solidarity and things like that. Everybody coming
0: together. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And I discovered that if there is a blackout, no water in the sink, eh? no water. It's (laughs)
0: It's it, it, <laughs> you don't realize how much power creates everything or enables everything to include water.
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs>
0: you, you, everything shuts off when the power shuts off. That's why power is so important to us here, or everywhere, actually, I imagine.
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah, that's so great. I, I too love I like it when everybody comes together, and you can come together for a common good. you can come together in tragedy. But, you know, when people all come together and start working together and helping each other, it's a really wonderful thing.
1: Exactly. You know, this is our force. Human being is helping each other. There is no difference. There is no color, you know. That's why I hope this Christ will uh, make us learn something more about that.
0: Yeah, a million percent. So let's get to exactly, I know we talked about it in the beginning, exactly what it is that you're hoping to accomplish with trying to get some standards or some certifications for the cleaning industry. Yes. In So you're saying there really isn't much of one at all in Italy right now or in France?
1: Actually, if you want to become a, a professional housekeeper, both in the hotel industry, or in the outsourcing company, you know what I mean. There are lots of hotels that uh, have all the housekeeping department with an outside company, outsourcing company, that provide housekeepers, room attendant, everything they need. And my dream is to give also these people the professional guide to do their work. Because unfortunately, sometimes these people are not training at all. They came into an hotel, somebody gave you a sort of uh, instruction, oral instruction, and uh, go and uh, save your life if you can, you know. But uh, I think that it's not possible to do it anymore.
0: Especially... You know, it's funny is it housekeeping and cleaning in general has always been very important and it's always Definitely. played a very key role in business, especially. And I, I don't want to use the word especially a key role in every industry from hospital, healthcare to hotels, airports, airports, airports. manufacturing, Everywhere. cities, towns, museums. Right. So it's always played a very important role because we need to be keeping things clean and neat and cared for. And what the pandemic has kind of done is it's added that safety component to it and said housekeeping and cleaning is not just about making things look nice. It's also about making sure things are safe. And that perhaps is what you're talking about. That's where the professionalism comes in that we need to have these standards.
1: Exactly. In lots of little villages uh, in France, but also in Italy, you know, there is uh, this big uh, um, increase of bed and breakfast in private apartment in private little borgo, little villages that are like this one in which I live today, medieval village in which you have lots of tiny houses empty. And during summer, people are coming from all over the world. But if I can show you the way someone is cleaning, you will say to me, it's a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) It's a nightmare because we have really the need to make people stay safe during their
0: holidays. Is house cleaning a big thing where people go to people's houses and clean for them? Is that a big business in France? Uh, With private houses? Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, there is a really huge request. And lots of time in the last five years in Monaco, lots of people call me at the hotel to find private housekeeper, for apartment, for villas, for yacht, and uh, over there there is a really opportunity to increase this market. But once again, we need to create a, a professional study path because improvisation is not more our key. It's for that that I'm s- repeating. This really we need to try to find a way to create very easy study professional path.
0: Both yeah, no, I think is there any association that yes. so yes. there is there? What are they?
1: Well, both in Italy and in France, Executive Housekeeping Association. But, Executive Housekeeping
0: uh, Association, okay.
1: Ex- exactly. But you know. Also, this association needs to improve because uh, now I'm joking and I hope nobody will feel, uh, <laughs> <laughs> will feel uh, how can I say, it's not tea time. The meeting we do should be more constructive, you know. This battle that I want to do needs also to be pushed by this kind of association because it's easy to see each other once per month once in your hotel once in my hotel the gm will come us we have tea time we have biscuits and what that's all but it, at the end we need to move forward can you understand me
0: i absolutely understand and I'm just wondering, what's the first step? So what should you be doing next? Are you, is there, do you have the ability to present? Do you have the ability to teach courses or present at the association level?
1: My next step will uh, be in September. During the, I will meet the director of the hotel school in Monaco. That is really interested in uh, the project. And uh, because he has um, a study path, old, a very old uh, study path, about uh, 30 years has not been changed. And he is really interested in this way of changing the way that students can become now housekeeper. But the same can be done also for the other department. After that, it he will uh, help me to meet the prime minister in Monaco, the prime minister of uh, instruction, you know. Yeah. Be- because to change a student program, we need authorization from the government. It's not so easy. Why Monaco? Because Monaco, is a really tiny state. Everybody know each other, and it's easy to do things like that. But my dream after this will be um, approved is to go directly to Rome because my country needs to do the same. But, you know.
0: Yeah, so you, what you're proposing is that you want to start teaching the professional standards of the cleaning industry. Yeah. What At what level are there programs currently, are there universities currently that have any kind of cleaning training, housekeeping training? I know that there's. I know, isn't there like concierge training? There's, is there a school for that, or do you have to actually get a job at the hotel to get that training?
1: No, unfortunately, both in France and in uh, Italy too, there is no university for this kind of studies. There is in Switzerland, in uh, Swiss. There is in uh, Germany, in Holland. But...
0: I think in India as well, there's a hotel and hospitality yes. university course. You can study hospitality. You can't exactly. do that in Italy no. or in France? Hmm.
1: No. There are some master masters that some, in some way from the north, in the middle of Italy, in the center of Italy. There are masters six months, but they are pay. You need to pay very a very expensive amount, but I think that is not the solution because uh, after that maybe the person is uh, will be hired by a a five star hotel, and uh, it's finished. My idea is that public school needs to have this special professional path, public school, because tomorrow, when this crisis will be finished, we need room attendant, we need porter, we need valet, and it's now the time to create them, to demonstrate that there will be a very good job after that.
0: Where I went to high school, there was two separate programs one was for building trades kind of like carpentry electrical work that kind of thing but they also had a hospitality which was based it was really more based around the kitchen it was really based more around uh, culinary arts but they did have that hospitality kind of section in the high school and i can totally see what you're saying how useful how beneficial it would be to both the individuals in, that are going to an attending school, as well as the industry who are trying to get people who come out of school to have any kind of skill set. And I think you're right on. I think this is super smart, and I think it's very thoughtful the way you're putting this together.
1: I'm sure about that, Ralph. And uh, believe me, maybe it will be the last things I do on this planet, but I need to arrive to have this approbation.
0: (laughs) I like how passionate you are. (laughs) (laughs) Are you interested in not just creating the program, but would you be happy to teach the program? Um, I will
1: let you know what I learned during the month of July. It's a very it's a time of study for me and I discovered that in France with all the experience I have there is a special way to become a um, teacher for adult you must meet a special commission in which you take an examination oral examination about your experience and if they are all happy with uh, your answers, you will have your certificate that will permit to uh, become a teacher, official teacher for adult people. And I found that, I can tell you that this is a really good thing because if I should, now I'm 53, if I should follow the program to become a teacher five years, Six years, again, too much. But with this special VAI, valutation of experience, your experience, it's easier and my dream will come true.
0: So you have to first have an oral interview where you have to prove or validate that you have the skills and the knowledge in order to even move forward. Exactly. And uh,
1: I will make a dossier, a document, a specific document. I will have a tutor that will help me. And after, there is a commission that will interview you. And after that, if everything is okay, you will be certificated as a professional teacher.
0: Okay. All right. Here in the United States, you it's similar in that you first have to take some professional courses, classes, and then you have to I think maybe different teachers, maybe there's a different certification process, but what I went through is you have to put a lesson plan together. you have to be able to actually demonstrate that you can teach a course, you can put objectives together, you can test your theory, you know, explain get the you know people involved get the the test results so that people actually prove that they are learning from you so it's a it's a necessary step but not an easy one
1: no not easy you know in my careers lots of time has been dedicated to the teaching others because when you open hotels like I did when you change the property from uh, international property as i did there are all the processes pedagogical i don't know how to translate that
0: periodically scheduled timely
1: exactly but there's also there is also a way in which you need to create a team most of all multicultural team i remember once I had uh, 45 countries in the same hotel. Wow. And believe me, over there, Mr. Kofi Annan will be happy about me because uh, <laughs> <laughs> make them working together with a smile, with a passion, and uh, all together, it's not easy.
0: It's not easy. Indeed. Indeed, mm-hmm. trying to get two people in the same house to work together is challenging. <laughs> Can't imagine.
1: <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Getting exactly. people from 45 different countries all on the same page. If somebody wanted to help you or find out more about what you're doing, how could they? Is there a uh, website, I, an email, no. a phone number?
1: No. For the moment, no website because uh, I think a little bit different. I am someone. A little bit out of the box mm, that make uh, that l- really loves to make things uh, different. There is a um, the email, the email you have is always working, and uh, the phone number see And uh, my little enterprise is called the Art of the Service.
0: The Art, the art of art- the Service.
1: L'Art du Service in French. Lardu service, because I really believe that our service, what we give to the guest, it's really hard. Remember the beginning? I came from Florence. Art, innovation, spirit of Renaissance, uh, good handcraft things. And uh, you can see the fil rouge. I started with this. Look now, after 44 minutes, we are again on that. <laughs> but it's bad. <laughs> really, that's my life.
0: I think, you know, when you pull it back and you kind of look at the entire trajectory of your life, it totally makes sense to me on how, I mean, it really goes to show how valuable and important our surroundings are as we grow up, because it kind of sets the backdrop for how you view everything else. And so when you grow up in a place like Florence and you grow up around not only beauty and architecture and and history, but you grow up around people who care deeply about maintaining, restoring, and passing on all of those wonderful gifts from the past, I think it's hard to make any other person than a great person who is very thoughtful and kind, which is clearly what you are.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Ralph. <laughs> Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> it's pretty impressive.
1: You? you will be one of the first to be informed when all this will be in place.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. I as promise. soon as this is over, I'm heading over there.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, sure. could be- you should come. You should come.
0: You can be my guide.
1: Yes. Chicharone. I will be Tizzerone. your teacher. That's
0: right. Tizzerone. Tizzerone. That's right. Tizzerone. <laughs> Tizzerone. Got it. Got it. Got it. I will put, with your permission, I'll put your contact information in the show notes. So if somebody does want to reach out and, okay, great. So that way we have a pretty large audience. And so if somebody has an idea or somebody has a contact or if somebody wants to get involved and help you create sure. a
1: certification course, is everybody's welcome. Really.
0: I like that a lot. And it's interesting, you know, we have to go through the same steps where we have, you have to get permission. You, you do have to show proof of concept and you do have to prove that there's a need for a new course, a new curriculum, a new idea over here. You can test it a lot easier. Because you, we can sell things. We can just go open market and say, hey, I have this great idea. I'm going to start this course. I'm going to start this online class. I'm going to start this in-person class. I'm going to start offering these educational, this whole new educational concepts that maybe are not being offered anywhere else. And we can find out quite quickly on whether or not people are interested or not interested. Is that something you can't do there? Could you just start it on your own? Could you just do it? Go in and trying to get people to enroll in your own private course?
1: Yes, Ralph. In fact, October 2020, I opened my little firm, Enterprise, because in France, it's easy. You have the right to open it with two click on the web. by oh, your, wonderful. By your home address. Mm-hmm. Your home address will be the address of your professional little firm. And uh, that's really easy. And you can begin to make your activity. Actually, I am a hotel consultant now. And uh, in October, I started a collaboration with a, an important society in Monaco. They gave me the responsibility of six uh, heads of department. And I was uh, really, really glad to do that for them, because uh, I helped them to take the Hotel de Paris, that is a symbol. It's the the most famous hotel in Monaco. And uh, in April, I had uh, with my collaboration, they had the all the lobby area. Now they are inside the Hotel de Paris and they are taking care of the old lobby areas. This is an outside company eh? that uh, in uh, a very smart way has understood that uh, the professionalism of uh, hotel people can help to get into the market again.
0: That's really fantastic. Is it It's very common here in the United States to have an outside contract cleaning company. It sounds like it's pretty common there as well.
1: Yes, it's pretty common, but unfortunately, the problem is the professionalism of people coming from this company. Because, uh, how can I say you? If I'm hired from an, an hotel, my salary will be X, okay? An outside company pays employees really really it's a basic salary
0: okay it's and less people, it's less ex, much, right it's less much. less money to work exactly. for an outside company yeah
1: exactly there is no training there is no procedure everyone's can uh, work two days here two days in another hotel and it's uh it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare for the employee. It's a nightmare for the uh, for the housekeeper that will receive these people and it's a nightmare also for the guests because at the end the quality is not uh, what should be
0: yeah that and, you kind of get what you pay for right yeah it's yes. true in automobiles and it's true in housekeeping
1: exactly exactly and uh that's why. In my idea, we need to be uh, collaborative with outsourcing company. We need to train them. We need to give them the same time to be a good room attendant. If my room attendant will be with a designated trainer, I mean the oldest room attendant that take care for you for the first days, that show you how you need to make a bed, clean a bathroom, which is the right sequence of service. Another room attendant coming from the outside company is not treated like that. Believe me, someone gives you your list of rooms to clean, your master key, go. No. Mm-hmm. In, the res- in the respect of people, in the respect of guests, that should be changed as soon as possible,
0: mm-hmm. as
1: soon as possible.
0: Yeah, I've worked for, and I help contracting companies expand into healthcare. Healthcare is there's a huge need for professional cleaning services and healthcare in the United States. I'm sure it's everywhere, but it, it's we have a huge need. And it is training employees, training staff on a consistent basis. It's got to be one of the most challenging things that all of us are facing. And I like the idea. I like the two-prong approach. I like that there a there is a real need for people who are currently working in the cleaning industry to get continual ongoing training. And I think there are some companies that do a really good job at it. And I think other companies can do a lot better. But I really like the idea of starting even further back and bringing it to schools and universities as a hospitality profession and giving people the opportunity to get that training before they reach the job market. Because let's be honest, a lot of the qualities that we are looking for in our cleaners, kindness, thoroughness, eye for detail, showing up on time, getting all your work done, being where you're supposed to be, all of these things, they're relevant and important in every industry.
1: You're right. You're right. But this is the ABC for the hotel industry and also for the cleaning company. Because after the experience with this important company in Monaco, I have understood that they need to know um, how to smile to a guest, how to look into the eyes, because people want that. They don't want, okay, magnificent hotel with silk, with marble, everything you can buy for them. But the service is something different. It's like a very nice gift box, but if you open the box and inside is, there is no soul, the service is the soul of the hotel, that's the key we should try to transfer to other to the new talent for the hotel industry and also for the cleaning. Because uh, I feel really near to those people Every day, cleaning, janitorial, into the airport, into the railway station, everywhere, I never miss once to give them my regard, my smile, and say "buongiorno," good morning to them, "grazie" to them, thank you to them.
0: But it's I, not easy. I think this is a. I think this is a good place to stop because. I think you again full circle put a really, really nice definition on the end here, which is simply it's not only about clean, it's also about service. Exactly. Which is how we started. It's not just about clean, it's about caring. Right. Like that's what we we're talking about. How because people are not just cleaning a museum, an airport, a hotel, a hospital. They're caring for a museum, a hotel, an airport. And that's that's what we want from that's the best customer service. It's all about service. It could be not the cleanest, but have the best customer service. And I would take it over being the cleanest and bad customer service.
1: Yes. You're perfect. Right. This is the key for the future.
0: Sure. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. It was really, really fun. And interesting and, and impactful. And what a great conversation.
1: Thank you to you, Ralph. I, and uh, really, my compliments for you to doing that every week for our job. Thank you. Thank you so much. We need, it is. This, we need this vitrina. We need this uh, channel to exchange to make this job really important again in the eyes of the other people
0: agreed it's always been valuable it's always been very important it's always been professional just nobody's known about it So
1: <laughs> exactly exactly <Yeah. laughs> exactly thank you for well, everything thank you
0: you're for welcome everything. and you're welcome. i'm so
1: i'm sorry if my english is a little bit um, italianish <laughs>
0: your english is great your english is really <laughs> you, really guys. impressive It's way better than my Italian or my French. So,
1: (laughs) Don't worry. One week with me in Italy or in France, and you will be able to speak. Don't worry.
0: I have no doubt. I have no doubt. Thank you so much. That's it for us here at the Housekeepers Podcast. Again, if you enjoyed today's show, please make sure that you subscribe, that you write a review, and, of course, you tell everybody about the Housekeepers Podcast. We would really appreciate it. We are trying to get the message out there that this industry is not only great, fun, and professional, it's very important. And there's a lot of fantastic people like my friend Katia here. Just thank you, Ralph. Thank you. The best people in this industry. That's it for us, the Housekeepers Podcast, the cleanest hour in podcasting. I'm Ralph Peterson and I will see you all later. That's it, The Housekeepers Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. Keep in mind, the best way to ensure that you never miss an episode of The Housekeepers Podcast is by subscribing to the show and following us on social media. For those of you who are more visually stimulated, you can always watch us record the show live each week on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. In fact, we post all of our videos on YouTube, so make sure you are subscribing to our YouTube channel. If you love the show and you want to help us out, please consider writing a review and sharing the show with all your friends and families and colleagues. And if you are looking for more information about today's guest, all of their contact information and the links to their websites are in the show's notes. That's it. Until next time, this has been the cleanest hour in podcasting. I am Ralph Peterson, and I'll see you later.